Motives, welcome back to the Behind Your Motive podcast. My name is Yash Akbinar, and today we are joined with Tima Al Haj. In episode 54, Tima shares her story leading up to where she is today. She's successfully been able to grow a following of over 90,000 people across multiple platforms and also has over 11 million views. But as you will notice today, she's so much more than that. Tima shares such valuable and unique wisdom from being able to create your own purpose instead of trying to find it. This section alone is so valuable to learn from. She also shares how you don't necessarily have to love what you do at the start and she'll examine the one characteristic that is so much more valuable than that. Motives, be sure to get your notebooks out for this one. I easily took down two pages of high value notes during our conversation. So without further ado, let's discover what's behind Tima's motive. Tima, thank you so much for coming on the Behind Your Motive podcast. How are you going today? I'm having a really good day and I'm so excited to finally be on this podcast with you. So thank you so much for inviting me to come along. And I love that you're from Melbourne. Like that was a really exciting piece of information as we were talking earlier. So love that. Definitely. I, I, as well as yourself, we both interview a lot of people. And I think this, for me, it's the first time that someone's actually in the same city as me. So it makes it much more... (laughs) easier and um worth it it's really worth it um tell me what's been the highlight of your week this week oh that's a good question the highlight of my week this week um it's probably gonna sound so boring to people but i've i've finally well maybe not completely finalized but i'm working on this on systems in my business And systems is not really my strength. um, And the tech side of the business is not necessarily my strength, but I have to learn it all. So I've been really working a lot on the system side of things. And I kind of feel like I'm feeling a lot more in control and really getting it now. So I feel like that's a bit of an accomplishment. So that's probably that that was the first thing that entered my mind as you asked me that question. Definitely. And I definitely value systems. I think everyone does. If you don't have systems in your business, in your life, you're kind of like all over the place, aren't you? Yes. Um, Yes, absolutely. And uh, not that I don't like systems. I do. I'm just not very, it's not my strength to come up with systems. If that actually makes sense, especially when it comes to the technical side of things for my business, because I'm teaching myself everything from scratch as I go. So there are times where I'm, um, I, I'm, it just takes me a longer time to actually learn these things, but it's really, it's such an accomplished feeling when you do teach yourself something you're like, okay, I finally get yeah. it now. Like, this is really good. I, I get it. <laughs> I understand. Tell, tell me a bit about your journey, like how you began. Uh, Cause I know you, do a lot of LinkedIn stuff and you help businesses and corporates um, with the LinkedIn, but how did you get to that stage? Whereabouts did you start in life and how did you work your way up to that? 
Well, what I do now is extremely different to what I was doing for a very long time or a big portion of my working career. So for about 16 plus years, I was in the financial planning industry and I also ran my own practice and I was, yeah, I, I guess I was self-employed for, for a number of years. Um, I mean, how far back do you want me to go, Yash? So <laughs> I don't know how far back you want me to go, but basically... I, in 2010, um, was when I started my first business. That was, I guess, my first real entrepreneurial experience. I was on maternity leave and I was working for a bank at the time and I had a, a senior financial planning role and I was expecting to go back to work within like six months. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to be that woman that has her child and then literally goes back to work within a few months. And a lot of things had happened, which prevented me from going back to full-time work. And, uh, and then when my daughter was probably about 10 or 11 weeks old, I already knew that it was going to be a long like maternity leave. And, and I really, really missed being around business people because that was my speciality. My clients were business owners and I did a lot of business succession planning and so I decided to set up my own business and do something totally different. And I set up a fashion label and that was my first business, my first, I guess, official business. And then at the same time, I also ran networking groups for women in business, mainly because I really missed having those conversations with business owners. And I'm one of those people, Yash, that if I've, if I'm missing something and I can't, find it. I'll just find a way to, I guess, create it for myself. So it's in my life. And I didn't realize I was doing that in the process, if that actually makes sense at the time. So I was kind of like in this point where I'm like, I miss all these things. So I need to bring them into my life. So I just made them happen for myself. Um, About two or three years into my fashion label, I realized um, that it's really, really tough to build a real fashion brand from scratch. And even though I I really enjoyed it, I didn't really love it as much as what I thought it would. And it required so much capital. So, um, so basically at the same time, I was also running, I had already set up my financial planning practice. And then I decided just to say, you know what, maybe I should, put this to the side for now and just really focus on my financial planning business because that's what I know. That's what I'm good at. That's what, that's like my background. Like that's my, my nature. Like I understand financial planning. And then I did that for probably another five or so years. And, uh, and then I went through this process of, I didn't really feel fulfilled anymore. And I hadn't felt like that for a very long, I had, I felt like that for a very long, long time, Yash, but I ignored it for so long because I was too afraid to do anything else, to be honest. But by then the world had evolved so much. Social media had evolved so much. And, you know, the barriers to entry to anything had really kind of like broken down. So I kind of felt a lot more confident about saying to myself, there must be something else that I can do that is going to give me that fulfillment. And, uh, and maybe this is the time to actually do it. Now, a lot of things that happened in my life, Um, That really got me to that point where I was really like questioning, you know, what is my existence on this earth for? Like, what am I really doing here? And one of the things that really didn't want me to leave the financial planning industry was, and you might understand this, Yash, you know, with your ethnic background, you know, your parents 
they, they live through your, their kids, right? And uh, especially like my parents and their generation, they love knowing their kids are educated. They love knowing their kids are doing really well in a, in a well-paying job, all that sort of stuff. And being a financial planner brought them so much joy. Yeah. You know, when they'd introduce me to people, they'd be like, this is our daughter. You know, she's a financial planner. And it just brought so much joy for them. And I never really wanted to take that away from them. But it got to the point in my life where it was, I just was not, I just was not enjoying my life. I was, I was in a pretty dark place and I felt like work is such a big part of what you do. And you, you have to really feel like you're doing something that is bigger than who you are. Like you have to feel like you're contributing in some way. And I knew I was really good at what I was doing. And yes, I was changing people's lives, but it just didn't feel the same anymore. And I was living in denial for a, a number of years but I think as you get older and wiser, and I think also after having a child and being a mother, I'm like, okay, what am I teaching my daughter here? Like I'm teaching her to be okay and to settle for less. And I can't do that. I cannot teach her. I know that my actions are going to speak louder than words and I need to do something about this. So I went through this whole process of what am I going to do with my life? And, uh, and setting up a podcast was really my starting point. Communication was a huge part of my mission and really helping people with their mindset and really helping people uh, really push their limits so that they can live a better life for themselves and, and really understanding what their purpose is. So my starting point, I know this is such a long-winded response to your question, but it's That's really great. important so people can understand how I got to, cause what I'm doing is so different. Right. So I started off with my podcast and, um, and I also had this program called create your purpose because I went through this process for a majority of my life, to be honest, Yash, especially my, um, adult years, especially as a young adult, like what am I, you know, looking, I'm looking for my purpose. I knew for a very long time that I, it's probably going to sound really cliche, but I can't think of another word, but I always knew that I had greatness within me. I always knew that I had, had, you know, these incredible natural gifts, but I didn't know how to articulate them. I didn't know what I could potentially do with them, but I carried that feeling throughout my life, but I never tapped into it. Because, you know, you're conditioned to think a certain way, you're conditioned to behave a certain way, especially when you come from an ethnic background. I mean, I love being Lebanese, by the way, nothing against the ethnic, you know, communities, but it's just a way of life. It's just the way they are and they mean well, but it's a very conditioned way to think and feel. And so for me, it was uh, about, all right, so I'm looking for my purpose, I don't, I haven't found it. <laughs> like what's actually wrong with me? I can't find my purpose. And then I really thought about those words. I'm like, I'm looking for something I've never lost. So how does this actually make any sense? It doesn't make any sense to me. And so I stopped looking for it and I decided to create a new purpose for my life. And I started to become a lot more accountable for every decision I made and rather than wait and look for something, I said, I can just, <clears throat> I can design this life that I want. I can design whatever it is that means something to me. I can create whatever mission, whatever vision that I want, and I can construct myself. 
in the process. I don't have to look. So this whole looking process, it was, I just felt like I was looking for so many years and I never found it. So, you know, I felt a little bit defeated. So that's where this whole concept of creating your purpose came into play. Now, when I went through that process and I created a new mission and vision for myself, I then said, okay, so I need to start talking about this and I need to promote my podcast as well. Now, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen some of my videos, Yash. You would think that I've been doing this for years and a lot of people say that. I'm so camera shy. I don't like being in front of the camera. I don't like pictures being taken. I've always been like that. I've always been extremely shy and I've never been one to, you know, put myself out there like that. But I felt so strongly about my, my, uh, my message and also my podcast. I'm like, you know, who else is better to promote my podcast other than myself? Because I, I really believe in what I'm doing here. So my first point was to create a video and actually post on LinkedIn and LinkedIn and Facebook. And the reason why I chose LinkedIn was because it just suits my personality. It suits my character. I come from the corporate world. I already had um, people that kind of knew me on the platform and I had no idea what was going to happen from that point. So I, it was, it's just been the most incredible experience. And just to put things into context, that was in May of 2018. So it was only a couple of years ago, just over a couple of years ago. Now, I had resigned and I guess technically left the industry on the 15th of May. So that was the day that I started. And I said, okay, I need to now literally go all in on this. I have to go all in. No more leaving all these doors open. What if this doesn't work out? I need to have my financial planning income there and I need to have this and I need to have that. It was like, no. Now I have no choice. I need to make this work. And the other feeling for me was, well, I'm not like this 20 year old. Like I don't, I don't have that time that a 20 year old has. And, and that's not to say that I don't have time. It's just the reality is I'm not 20 and I need to make this happen for myself. I've got big goals. I've got big dreams. I have a child that I'm responsible for. And, uh, and that kind of like pushed me to want it even more. And also this mission, because this mission wasn't about, you know, of course there was definitely a, an element of there are things that I want to achieve for myself, but this felt so much bigger than me. I'm like, okay, I need to get over my insecurities. This video needs to go out. I don't really care whether people like my face, whether they like my voice, whether they think I'm young and cute, you know, these are all the things that you think about. It sounds a little bit crazy, but the truth is all these insecurities come through when you start to promote yourself. And I put um, my first video out. I got such incredible, you know, feedback um, in terms of engagement And when I say incredible, I'm not talking about thousands or hundreds. Like I had pure strangers, people that I didn't even know, watch my video and, you know, say this sounds great or it was like very encouraging. So it went from one video to another to another. And by the third video, I was just so overwhelmed. I had hundreds and hundreds of people watching my content and literally, you know, by that point I was probably getting close to like maybe a hundred comments on my content. And I was just so blown away. I'm like, wow, like people are really resonating with my message. And then I could just see my, and at the time, one of the things that I didn't realize I was doing Yash um, is that 
I wanted to be known for something different because I was known for being a financial planner for however many years. I had a great reputation in the industry. My clients loved working with me. I was very good at what I did. I had colleagues that knew who I was, but they knew me as a financial planner, but I needed to be known for something different. So that's why going online was really, really important. I didn't know what the word branding was. I mean, I didn't, I mean, of course I, heard of the word, but I didn't really know what that, what I was actually doing was rebranding myself. So when I came onto LinkedIn within the first five and a half months, I grew my network from 500 to just over or just under 25,000. And I got thousands and thousands and thousands of views of my content. I had people reach out to me from all over the world. It was the most incredible experience. And I had no idea that I had the potential to do that. I had no idea. All I knew was that I had to get over myself and I had to just do this thing, which was promote my podcast and share my mission and vision and this course that I really, really believed in. And, uh, and basically what happened, and this is, we're finally getting to the end of this question. Everyone is um, how did, how did I get to running my media company now? is that I had many people and also companies. And when I say companies, I'm talking about, you know, ASX listed companies here, you know, some of the biggest companies in Australia that were watching me never engaged with my content, like literally never liked or commented on my content, but they were watching me and they could see what I was doing. And they were really, really inspired by that. So I had companies reach out to me and say, hey, Tima, can you please come in? And we really would love to have a discussion with you as to what you're actually doing on this platform. And we want to know how you're doing it. And we want you to train our teams. And I was like, sure. And I'm thinking in my head, I don't have anything to offer you, but I'll figure it out before I come and see you. And so that's really where it all started. And I also, you know, before that too, I had a number of people reaching out to me, say, Hey, Timo, how are you doing this? What are you doing? Can you teach me? And I was being really like generous in the beginning and just giving free advice to as many people as possible. I mean, I was literally getting hundreds of direct messages a day. I'm not joking. Yash. Like it was hundreds and I would respond to everybody every single person and also my comments. And I still do, by the way, I don't ignore people. Um, But I was, I obviously was in the beginning, I was like, I, I, and plus I felt really rude if I ignored people and like these people reaching out to me, like, how can I ignore them? They're just spending time to actually message me and ask me a question. I can't ignore them. And so, um, so yeah, it was, I thought, well, all these people asking me all these questions, let me map out what I'm actually doing here. And so I mapped it out and I realized I actually had a process. I'm like, I have a process here and I can convert that into a business and I can sell this and I can make money from this. But at the same time, it actually connected to my mission and vision. So it kind of like worked out really, really well. Perfect. And, uh, and yeah, so that's really where it all started. So I know that was like a 15 minute <laughs> description, but I just want people to know that I'm not... I don't consider myself as a LinkedIn expert. People consider me as a LinkedIn expert, but I really, really don't. I really see myself as a business person. I see myself as someone that came onto the platform wanting to be known for something that really, really means something to me. And also I wanted to learn how I can make money from this platform. And that's the truth. You know, I wanted to build a brand and I also wanted to build a community of people that really believed in what I did 
but I also wanted to make money in the process because I am a business person and I just happened to have figured it out. But people see me as this LinkedIn expert. Now, what I do on the platform can be done on any platform. It's just that it just really worked very well on the LinkedIn platform. And I think it's a number of combination of things. So, um, but, but that basically answers your question. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for like going back and sharing that entire story, because I feel like that is a lot of value there um, just in someone's story. And that's what I always ask my guests because a lot of my audience, they're younger. They're like my age, similar to my age. So being able to look at someone like yourself, make all this success um, by yourself is incredible. Uh, so congratulations, Tima. That's really, Thank you. that's really awesome. Thank you. Um, I, I really got struck out when you said about the purpose and uh, your create your purpose program that you, that you did. What really gravitated you towards actually helping people find their own purposes? Is it like your surroundings, how you were brought up? Like, because a lot of the times people just don't go out and create a program that's so unique kind of thing and it's importance, you know, what really gravitated you towards creating that um, find my purpose kind of program? Well, at the time when I, when I launched my podcast, I did a, like a little mini series of my process and again, it's just listening to people's feedback, Yash. I, I listened to people and they were like, this is really, really good. And I, and I literally just had it up on my LinkedIn page um, as an article and I had detailed the entire process. And then I actually had people, again, I was shocked, people that I had never met in my life or ever heard of that went through this process and reached out to me and said, I've actually like been able to create a purpose for my, like, I know why I'm here and I cannot thank you enough that your process has actually helped me. And I was really blown away. I mean, these were people not necessarily, you know, super young, like yourself, Yash. Um, these were people in their, like, say mid forties, early fifties that were, that looked like they had it all, by the way, super successful money, wow. the career, all that. They, did the, they did the program or the process and then they gave me that feedback and I thought, okay, I really need to share this with as many people as possible. And I, from the very beginning, I called it the create your purpose method. And, and I think that that is kind of appealing because it's not about, you know, looking for your purpose and trying to like by chance figure it out. This is very intentional. This is like your self-awareness is, is really important here and, and, and also, to be honest, Yash, I just really believed in it. And I'm like, I can't be the only person that is feeling this way. I, I know that a big portion of people's lives is really trying to figure out what, what they want to be doing with their life. And so I just thought, well, this is just a really great way to be able to help people. And I genuinely do love helping people. And I know that we all do. And, but I know that this works and it worked for me. And I, and, and the reason why I feel like it worked for me is because I was in such a dark place. Yeah. It didn't come from me just researching and applying. It was like, this came from, I was in a really dark place and I was yeah. desperate to get out. I was so desperate to get out and I'm like, okay, what do I do? And there wasn't anything I could really read or, or yeah. watch or. So this came from a place of I'm desperate. I want to be happy. 
I want to feel fulfilled and I'm not going to wait anymore. So, and I think that, uh, that, that really just speaks for itself really in the end. So. Yeah. Because I like a lot of the times there's not really much content out there about going out and finding your purpose. Like that's so pushed out there, finding your purpose. And that's why when you said construct your purpose, it really stood out to me because I've never really heard that before. Mm. So a lot of influencers, a lot of business people, everyone, they go out and say, find your purpose, find your purpose. But then someone looks back and and it's like, how? Yes. How? It's like, you know, people are saying you've got to find, you know, you've got to find what lights you up and you've got to do something. This really frustrates me is when you, you read those memes, you know, when you, when you do what you love, it never feels like work. I mean, seriously, like how much pressure do you want to put on people? I don't, and, and this is another misconception. I don't believe you have to love what you're doing from the very beginning. Yeah. And again, this is another very different concept. I'm not saying you hate it from the beginning. All I'm saying is you don't have to love it because you may not even know whether you'll love it or not. I, I really believe that if you have a little bit of curiosity about something, that's where it really should all start. And then that curiosity has so much more value than loving something. Yeah. Because when you're curious, you're seeking when you're love, you're nurturing. So do you know what I mean? There's a big difference there. When you're seeking, you are always looking for more and more. But when you're loving something, not that you you're mistreating it. Yeah, like you're protecting yeah. it. You're like carrying it. You're like loving it, nurturing it. You're, you know, you're treating it like a diamond where when you're curious, it's like, I want to know more. Like what else can I find? So there's, there's so much there and... Uh, and and there's i just feel like there's so much all of these memes and you know i love social media but i'm also at the same time i'm i'm seriously just over the uh the fakeness of 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 these misconceptions like this thing you know you have to love what you're doing well it's always going to feel like work. That's the truth. Yeah. You'll love it. You'll enjoy it, but it's going to feel like work. Everything is work. Even happiness is work. Waking up is work. Eating like it's all work. (laughs) So it's just, I feel like it's, uh, we have enough, enough pressure in our life, especially in the times that we live in right now with everything that's going on in the world. Um, we don't need any extra pressure. Like we just need to be able to be free from these expectations and be okay to do things in our own way and not have to feel like you have to do things in the same way that everybody else does. Exactly. Like there's so much pressure on someone to go out and find what they love. And then they look at it and they're like, I don't love this, but you're curious about it. And that's the thing that really doesn't get out there in social media, in like people telling it. And that's, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I've never thought of it like that either. Like you, something's obviously gravitated you towards that and you may Mm. not love it at the start, but you're curious. Mm -hmm. Once you're curious, you want to learn more. And then that eventually can turn into your passion and your love, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that curiosity should never die because if that dies, you've lost interest. Yeah, You can't, like, I mean, you could potentially reignite it. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't, but that fire should always be there. It doesn't have to be a raging fire. It could be just a little teeny tiny flame, but as long as it's there, 
and and again sometimes it'll it'll be enraged and sometimes it'll be this this very that's peaceful peaceful flame and that's 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 how i see what i do to be honest like i really took this pressure off myself i don't really know what i love i mean what do i really love i mean i love food i love shopping <laughs> I love getting my hair done, you know, but I don't yeah. want to be a beautiful, I don't want to be a beauty influencer. I don't want to be relying on my looks either. So do, do you get what I'm saying? Like just Definitely. do things that are, again, are natural to you. You know how, how people focus on their weaknesses and they want to improve on their weaknesses. No, focus on your natural gifts, on your focus on your strengths. Exactly right. That's what I refer to as strength as a natural gift. One of my natural gifts, by the way, when I was doing this whole purpose um create my purpose i had no idea that communication was my natural gift wow no idea that's that's what i do now i'm constantly communicating ideas and thoughts and concepts whether it be online with my clients i'm this is this is what generates me money is my my communication and isn't that sad for however many years i had no idea that that was my natural gift but that's also because I wasn't tuning in, Yash. People would always say to me, Tima, you articulate yourself so well. Tima, you explain this so well. Tima, you've really inspired me. I was just taking it for granted. Like, right. well, like, well, yeah, like, uh, of course. Like, of course I explain that well because I, I understand this. Yeah. Like, and, and I can explain it to you. But I didn't see it as a, as a superpower. I didn't see it as a gift. I didn't see it as a strength. I'm like, well, yes, it's, it's sort of like you and I living in Australia and taking it for granted all of the resources that we have access to in comparison to someone that doesn't live in this country. It's so normal to us. And because we live with ourselves, our natural gifts are unseen to us. It doesn't have much value to us, but it has a lot more value to the people that see it because they're receiving it. But when you're doing it naturally, it doesn't have much value to you. So that's a really, really good starting point. And if you're, and, and how old are you, Yash? You're I'm 20. You're 20. Okay. Let me just say something. I wish I was 20 in 2020. I know it's like the how craziest cool chaotic year. I know it is kind of cool. It is, you, you'll <laughs> never, you'll never have to calculate your age. Never. That's the best part. <laughs> that's it, right? That's it. Uh, I love that. I love that. But, um, but you know, I think there's so much pressure on people your age. I really, really do. Yep. And, and, and that's not just from social media and all of that. Like, I feel like you guys put a lot of pressure on yourselves too. Um, things don't have to escalate overnight. Things don't happen, have to happen overnight. And it's so easy for me to stay because it's easy for me to say because I'm not 20, but trust me, I have the same, you know, I don't have that patience with myself too. Like I want things yeah. to happen quickly, but the truth is nothing great is built overnight. It's just that everything looks like it's overnight. And trust me, Ash, I have met so many people that look like they're successful and look like they have it all together. And it's not what you see on social media. Wow. This is the sad truth. This is such a sad reality. And we're all looking up to these people yeah. and we're comparing ourselves. And that's so sad. And, and what breaks my heart is like, you know, people that are 20 and they're confused and they're trying to figure it out and they want to be successful and they, 
you know, they want to live these amazing lives and then they're comparing themselves. They're comparing themselves to something that's really just not even real. So it's the, we get so blinded by the beauty and the fantasy, but we've got to remember that that is literally a chosen moment that is someone sharing. It is this teeny tiny speck of their life in that moment. And we, I know we all know this, but we still beat ourselves up and compare ourselves. And so um, I just want to acknowledge the pressure that you guys are under. I really, really feel for you all, but if you're doing it to yourself, undo it. And the, the best thing you can do right now is invest in your mind. Yeah. That is what is going to make you successful. It's not comparing. It's not how many, honestly, it's not how many followers you have online or anything like that. It's investing in your mind and really understanding who you are, being really aligned with yourself. And the only way you're going to do that is by giving yourself that time. And with that, that knowledge and that awareness is really what's going to help you build that amazing life that you're looking for. It's the truth. It really, really is. And of course, yes, you know, having a business and, and sometimes things can happen pretty quickly overnight, but it does not, it's very rare that that actually happens. Very, very rare. And you would know that too, Yash. You've interviewed so many people. I'm sure they've talked about how long it's taken them to create success and all of these sort of things. So success leaves clues. Like every single person says very, says similar things. So that's why I love to interview different people because somewhere or another you get similarities and you start to link these dots up and you're like, I, I think I should be listening to these people, you know, like success leaves clues. Um, I, I really love how you mentioned focusing on your strengths and your gifts because, and I don't, I don't want to get, to this topic a lot we can if you'd like to but <laughs> the education system right mm -hmm. always focuses it seems like it always focuses on improving your weaknesses you're not good in math yash improve your math you're not good at writing mm. improve your writing mm -hmm. but i'm good at pe yeah. i'm good at science right like why are we focusing on those and improving those you know mm. so that's what conditioning happens it happens all the way from the roots up you know and then people go out through their lives and they try to improve their weaknesses instead of actually flourishing with where they are strong and they're naturally gifted like you mentioned that natural giftness is what people mm -hmm. need to look into and that only way i feel like you're going to find that is by giving yourself time like you just mm -hmm. said is mm -hmm. by just getting off your phone getting off social media, getting off all that shit that's, you're, that you're comparing yeah. yourself with and mm -hmm. just look into yourself for a bit. Yeah. You know? It's really confronting to do that, to look into yourself that way. Yeah. And I, I know that the education system doesn't really help very much because I know legally you have to go through the you know schooling and all of that. But just think of schooling like this. I kind of wish I looked at schooling this way, but remember like there's a bit of an age gap between you and I, Yash. So the resources that people your age and younger have access to is great, but can also be disruptive. Okay. That I feel like it's either extreme. 
at least you have access to these resources that are allowing you to be creative. Like being creative now is acceptable. Definitely. Being creative when I was, you know, in high school was kind of like weird. Like that's not going to make you money. That's, you know, you're not going to be, if you're not a doctor or engineer or whatever, it's like, that's not acceptable. If you're being creative or even, even doing like film school or something like that was, it was like kind of like unheard of. Like wow. that's what people are doing now. Like they're learning how to film, they're learning how to take pictures and it's just yeah. incredible how everything changes. Right. But look at schooling like this. It's going to teach you how to network. It's going to teach you how to communicate, learn how to influence people, your friends, your teachers, your colleagues at school. Um, see it as a bit of a jungle in terms of, how do you become a leader of the pact, but not in a, not in a manipulative way, not in a queen bee type of thing or in a bully type of way, just see it as a game. Like how can I better communicate with people and influence them through my thought process and my leadership skills? If that's something that is quite natural to you. And in terms of subjects, look, there were many subjects that I really disliked. And I really did not want to do like, you know, science and chemistry, but again, they were my own limiting beliefs. I just thought I wasn't smart enough, but I was smart enough. I just didn't apply myself, but look at these subjects as what is the system here that I can learn? Not necessarily getting an A and look, I know that everyone has different families at home and different pressures from home, but if at least you can focus on the process and the structures versus what the actual subject is. Like we all know, we never use long division. We never use mixed fractions. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm homeschooling my child and long division, I totally forgot. I literally had to Google it and then pretend that I knew exactly what I was doing and teaching my daughter Zara how to do long division again. These things we all know we're not going to learn, but the process and the, the critical thinking is what's going to help you in life. So that's, that's what I'll say in terms of the schooling. But, um, but one of your questions was, you know, focusing on, on, on your weaknesses and all of these things. So unfortunately there is a big focus on weaknesses, but what I really, really would love for people that, you know, are, you know, 20 or younger and, and, and if you are looking at YouTube and watching social media and, and following people, please follow people that are going to feed your mind and soul. Yeah. Don't get sold on the flashy cars and the, you know, the gorgeous women that are probably standing next to these cars or taking pictures or happen to be going out for coffee. And then their Louis Vuitton bag just happens to be sitting in the corner, you know, oh, accidentally I took this, you know, picture of my designer bag. Honestly, look at people that are going to teach you something and, uh, and, and that is part of your social network right now in terms of your real social network, because of that's just how we operate now and just follow people that you're literally going to learn something from and not feel bad about watching them. And you're not, you don't feel like you're missing out. You don't feel like you're not good enough, all those sort of things. But can I just share a bit of advice just for, Definitely. Okay. One of the things that I honestly wished that someone had told me when I was younger is this whole self-awareness thing, what it actually meant. Like, what does it actually mean to be self-aware? I mean, I was reading books from a very young age. I was always really interested in personal development and mind you personal development when I was like six, you know, 16, 17, 18 was, you know, 
kind of like the unknown, you know, it wasn't a cool thing to read, you know, when I was a teenager. One thing that I would love for people that are really young to really be in tune with how their body reacts to things. So think of how, like, if, if you have a thought, you know, how we were talking about being curious before, you know, think of something that you're either really interested in or something about yourself and just be really aware of how your body reacts to that. So does your body feel expansive or does your, is your body contracting? Mm. And it could be the teeny tiniest feeling that you may not even be aware of, but if you have to literally just have that moment to yourself and really just tune into your body and go, okay, how is my body reacting to this? And you really need to listen to that. And you really need to tune into your intuition. And that's something that we don't talk enough of. We really don't, especially for the younger community. Right. Listening to your intuition is so, so important. And that will teach you how to tune into yourself and to build those skills within yourself so you can trust yourself. And I feel that one of the things that are really, really missing with the younger generation, I feel so old when I say that, but that's the truth. The younger generation is uh, this lack of confidence and confidence is a skill. It's not something you're born with. It, it's, it's a skill and you have to teach yourself how to be confident. And the way you teach yourself how to be confident is by collating evidence that you've done certain things. So even just that, that feeling of how do I feel when I think of this, you know, does my body is my body expansive? And I know this sounds really airy fairy to some people, but I promise you, if you just do this without even knowing, no one knowing, you don't have to speak to your friends about this. Just do it in the car, like do it in your room, ask yourself these questions and just be really in tune with how your body's reacting. Because the more you do that, the louder that feeling gets and the louder your intuition is and the more aligned you are within yourself. And you won't cheat yourself and you won't betray your soul and you won't be doing things that are not going to be fulfilling. And you will be so aware of yourself that you will be making the right decisions for yourself without having to be looking up to people that you don't even know that may not necessarily have the life that you actually want for yourself. So that's, that's my piece of advice. That's Um, great. Honestly, like I don't really take notes as much when I was interview people, I've already gone through two pages of notes, you know, like, <laughs> so if, like if anyone's my age, I'm 20 years old. So if anyone's around my age, young adults really wanting to like construct their purpose, I'm not even going to say find my purpose no more. I want to get that out <laughs> of my vocabulary. It's being able to construct it looking within um, and really being able to determine what fuels you and listening to your body. My God, all this stuff is amazing. Um, thank you so much for sharing. I will we'll let you go now. It's been well over the time limit, but um, <laughs> it's been honestly such a privilege to be able to speak with you. Um, last question. It's my pleasure. Where yes. can people find you? Okay, so obviously LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, I, oh my gosh, you'll probably, you'll have all the handles, yeah. but my name's not easy. It's Tima Alhaj, so T-I-M for Mary A. And Alhaj, good luck trying to spell that, but I'm sure Yash will have all of the, all of the links. Yeah. Uh, but if you do reach out to me, let me know you're coming from Yash's podcast and, uh, and I'd love to connect with you. And if you have any, like if anybody has any, needs any help with anything or has questions or are confused about something like it literally brings me joy to help people that are much younger 
because I wish I had that for myself when I was younger, trying to figure it all out. So if I can do that for someone, it literally just lights my heart up. So um, I'd love to just offer that to your community and whoever's listening. Thank you so much. And like Tima said, all the, all the links will be in the description. Um, please go reach out to her. She's an amazing soul. Uh, and you'll definitely learn. I'm, I'm hoping you guys have learned a lot out of this episode. And if you want, go back and rewatch it because there's some really good gems that I haven't even gone, got written down. I need to watch it myself. Um, again, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a great day and I look forward to uh, speaking soon. Thanks so much, Yash. Thank you.